Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Y'all. Whether your kids are in homeschool, remote school, returning to a classroom, or a hybrid, there's something universal for all of us. Back to school means back to endless snacking. Oh my gosh, that is the truth. I mean, listen, we know that kids snack constantly all year round, but back to school season has a shifting from easy summer fruits and popsicles to packable snacks that work grab and go, whether the kids are grabbing and going from the kitchen to their workspace, from the kitchen to the backyard, or maybe they're going back to their school building. Also, despite this being the strangest back to school season ever, we love that back to school always gives us an opportunity for a reset including finding new snack options. I love new snacks. And our latest favorite find is Bada Bean Bada Boom, a super crunchy vegan gluten and soy-free snack made of roasted broad beans. It comes in 13 delicious flavors, including buffalo wing, everything bagel, nacho cheese, my personal favorite, sweet cinnamon, and Megan's favorite, Zesty Ranch. Honestly, my kids cannot believe that these tasty snacks are made of beans. And I can't believe that a snack this delicious has 7 grams of protein and 5 grams of fiber per serving. All with a crunch that rivals potato chips. Seriously, listen for yourselves. Bada Bean Bada Boom is perfect packed in a lunchbox for kids or stashed in your home office snack drawer or gym bag. Or really, anywhere else you might need to grab a delicious high-protein snack. Go to BadaBeanSnacks.com backslash didn't I just feed you to get 25% off your order. That's B-A-D-A-B-E-A-N-S-N-A-C-K-S dot com slash didn't I just feed you for 25% off at checkout. Healthy snacking has never been simpler. Places like TJ Maxx or Home Goods or Ross are a great place to find those sets of mixing bowls. Also, one of my favorite knives 
because everyone's always like, oh, you have to spend so much money on knives. No, I fully disagree. I think it doesn't matter what the brand is. If a knife feels comfortable in your hand and you like the fit of it. Also, my favorite knife came from TJ Maxx. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. This week is all about our favorite kitchen tools under $50. I'm excited for this one. Okay. I but feel like we're going to shout at each other. We're so excited. So excited. Before we get started, though, please don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening. And if you find yourself with an extra minute, leave us a rate and review, too. We love those. And hey... We've realized something. We've done a little sleuthing, and it seems that many of you are joining our listeners' Facebook group, but not knowing what the password is. And we usually say the password at the end of the episode. Are you not listening all the way to the end? People. I feel kind of mad about it. Okay, so listen, we're not going to tell it to you right now. You have to listen all the way to the end. All the way through. And there's a question you'll be prompted. We're going to give you the answer at the end of this listen. (laughs) All right. That's all the housekeeping. Let's get to the juicy stuff because this is a really good episode. I am seeing that you have the world's longest list. Shut up. Is it? (laughs) I'm a maximalist. I make no apologies. I know, but I think that's what's fun about the two of us is like my list is sort of short and not written out. And you have made copious notes in this in our note-taking spot. I love, you asked this question actually in the listeners group about like, yeah. what are our listeners' favorite tools under $50? And there are some like really insightful tools and products and also some that we just flat out disagree with. I know. So that's part of why I'm excited about this because we have a ton of listener feedback and input on this one. It's not just the two of us. Yes. I mean, you know, I love it just being the two of us. Yes, I do too. But do you think we should dive in with like very, what what you would consider like essential tools that are under $50? I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. Okay. So you want to go first? Yeah. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> a cast iron skillet. Okay, can you get one for under $50? Absolutely. A lodge, a 10 or a 12-inch cast iron skillet costs you $25 new at Target. And now they come seasoned. And if you buy one used, it's probably pre-seasoned and probably half the price. I totally endorse that. Okay. What about you? We We should just take turns shouting out our essentials. Okay, I agree. So my first is gonna be a fish spatula. Hard agree. Obsessed with it. It's sometimes called a slotted spatula also, but you want one that has a beveled edge. So if you look up fish spatula, you're going to get that. It gets underneath everything, not just fish. So fish is really delicate. That's what it's built for. But that beveled edge means that when you're searing steak in a hot pan and you're a little bit nervous and you start to pull it up, if you're using a fish spatula, that little sharp edge gets right underneath your sear and like doesn't isn't as likely to tear it. And I love that. It's just super useful and easy and flexible. I love it for grilling. And it's also great for dealing with cakes, like especially everyday cakes. You can actually use that beveled edge to like cut the cake and scoop it out. I would say don't buy a brand name one, but look for one that has a wooden handle, not a plastic one, which makes it a little bit better for grilling. Awesome. 
Okay, next. Okay, half sheet pans. Ooh, I want to talk about half sheet pans because I know that a lot of those like direct to consumer brands are starting to release half sheet pans. And I feel like they're kind of expensive if you're buying them from a brand name. If you have a restaurant supply store near you, you can buy half sheet pans that are really nice and like about 10 bucks a piece. Preach it. I mean, listen, I know it's very nice to have a half sheet pan that's blue or it's like a nice perfect little finish but like let's be real this is the workhorse of the kitchen and like i don't know i actually think there's kind of something sexy about the ones that you get from the restaurant supply store yeah it's just like yeah like this is real effing cooking like let's do this it's so utilitarian <laughs> and then also like as they get kind of i love when people are like this is how you clean your half sheet pans like besides actually washing any gunk off of them i love when they get patina they may have little stains like oil marks favorite 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 tool melissa clark said you know that even four or five half sheet pans is not enough and i agree I'm here for that too. And I feel like if you're really into cooking, having those, especially if they're a little beat up, makes you feel like a rock star. <laughs> yes. Not just for baking, for everything. They're just, for roasting they're chicken, just, yes. sheep pan, dinners. So good. Okay. What's your next one? Also prepping and freezing stuff. Yeah. So yeah. much stuff. Okay. My next one, a uh, bench scraper. Hard agree. Why do you love it? The best. So useful. I'm going to give Rachel Ray a shout out here because I remember years ago when she first came out. Yes. When she first came out with her cooking line, she basically, it was the first time I saw one used that way. I always thought of it more as a baking tool. Right. And then she put one out as part of her line and she would show on her like television show using it to like scoop up all the onions from the cutting board that she had chopped or all the garlic or like all the veggies, just like whoop, like scoop it right on and dump it in the pan. And I was like, oh, my gosh, of course. So then once I took it out of like the baking category in my mind, it became useful for a whole bunch of things. I mean, my most recent use of it was a few nights ago. I combined some masa harina water and oil and then wanted to make like bake up these gorditas. And I just used it to divide the ball of dough up evenly, like took two minutes. Also, if you have a really little kids, a bench scraper can be like a great introductory knife. They can use it to chop bananas. Cut up, you know, kind of cut up bread, kind of squish bread and also cutting doughs up like that's a great way to get your kids to help. So I also love a bench scraper. Um, I again love one with a wooden handle, although you can find some that are like completely stainless steel and they have sort of like a rounded edge or a plastic edge. I just think the wooden handle holds up better when you're going to like use it for everyday cooking. Okay, what else? Okay. I know this is controversial already because we talked about it. I think a box grater is an essential under $50 everyone has to have. Is it good? Here's the deal. Okay, first of all, I live in New York and there is really honestly no more annoying tool to store in a small kitchen. I, I'm like, where the fuck does it go? It doesn't really go in the drawers. It, like, It's too small to go with the pots and pans. I find it very annoying. The little side with the like little perforations that more like pop out. I I hurt myself on it every time. 
I'm also like, what the hell is this for? I know heart cheese. Like, I know what it's for. Oh, but like, also ginger and garlic. Okay, no, microplanes. They're flat. You get two sides. There's a bigger one for hard cheeses. There's a smaller one for nutmeg, ginger, garlic. I see zero reason. But then you have like four tools. Two. Two. They do the two same tools, thing. And they both lay flat in a drawer, which to me <laughs> is way better than in theory four tools. But let's be honest, we only use one or two sides at most. You know, and I also have a mandolin, which I know the side, the short sides of the box grater, if I'm remembering correctly, I haven't used one in yeah. so long, has that like, you're supposed to make like a long peel. It's almost like a vegetable peeler yeah. kind of tool. Who the hell uses that? Give me a break. I don't believe you if you tell me you do. <laughs> okay. Admittedly, that's the one size aside I don't really use, although I know how to use it. I do like a mandolin for that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so now I'm up to three tools. You're up to two, and all of mine lay flat. Okay, but except I, you know, I feel like there's no microplane that has the same like large cheese holes that I want for creating my shredded cheddar. I'm gonna put it in the show notes, girl. I okay. got you. I got all right, you. All right, all right, all right, all right. But right. I get it. I get it. You know, we don't have to agree on everything. I know. I know. Okay, so tell me. Okay, so I said microplanes. So that is an official entry for me. Um, what else? Mandolin. We both said mandolin. Both is, that an, yes. is that a must? That is a must. And every day I like, I think it's called a Joyce Chin. We'll link to it in the show notes. It's like under $20. And it's basically one of the oldest manufacturers of mandolins. It's a great story behind it. Uh, stores flat, it's plastic, it's mush, dishwasher safe. Yep. Yeah, what else can I say about it? I love it. Also, if you're gonna invest in a mandolin, I think it's great to buy, what are they called? It's not called a Kevlar glove, is it? Where it's like a protective glove. So you don't have to use the handguard every time, but it's like a cut through, a cut proof glove yeah. for your mandolin. And yeah. those are actually really useful if you're trying to train a kid to use a knife and Yes. Um, are really nervous about it. Are they yes. really nervous about it? <laughs> okay. What else, Susie? Kitchen shears. Yes. Hard agree. Do you have lighter weight ones? Super heavy duty chicken shears is often what they're called or both? I have the heavy duty ones. They're like a set from OXO and I love them because they also have like a little nut cracking bottle opening thing on them and they come apart so you can wash each blade individually in the dishwasher. We'll link to them in the show notes. I have the same one. Love it. Okay. What else? A really great pair of tongs. Yes. I think you can't. I have like four or five sets of tongs. I think there are a lot of things that like people think you need a spatula or a fish spatula for that you can actually use tongs for. Um, super long ones for the grill. Short ones for sauteing. I like the kind that have the little like trigger at the bottom so that you can store them closed. Do you know what I'm yep. talking about? It's kind of like a little thing you totally. pull. What about you? Tongs, totally agree with. I have two or three um, heavy duty ones for the grill. I have ones that have a silicone protective tip, probably from OXO as well. I think so. Yep. And then I think I have actually two just like metal, like restaurant supply ones that are just stainless throughout and have that little lever that you were talking about. The OXO ones may have that lever too for storing it closed. Um, but also I'm just going to give a little tip that sometimes I will use the tongs while they're in the closed mode, depending on what I'm picking up. 
it sometimes makes it a little bit easier to maneuver because it will still click closed. It just won't open as wide. And every once in a while, I find that useful. That actually covers my list. It doesn't seem that big. When I'm thinking about under Wait. $50, uh, mixing bowls, obviously, okay. right? A mixing good set bowls, of... can you buy a set of mixing bowls for under $50? That's a really great. I like the glass ones, just like so plain glass with a like a resealable top too, so that I can prep and just put it in the fridge and not yeah, have to I like transfer it to Tupperware. Yep. Yes. Are they under $50? I don't know. It's been a hundred years since I bought mine. <laughs> Same. So maybe, so maybe. We should check. We should check. If it isn't, if it's more than $50, then We're sorry. it's you worth it because splurge. you use it. Okay, say, look, $42.99. I was going to say, this is one of my hot tips. I don't care how weird it sounds. Places like TJ Maxx or Home Goods or Ross are a great place to find those sets of mixing bowls. Also, one of my favorite knives. Because everyone's always like, oh, you have to spend so much money on knives. No, I fully disagree. I think it doesn't matter what the brand is. If a knife feels comfortable in your hand and you like the fit of it. Also, my favorite knife came from TJ Maxx. So it's like a great place to... I'm here for that. I'm actually totally here for that. I think that's super smart because a lot of those stores get things that don't move. I mean, I don't know how it works, but they're getting like real designer, real brand stuff. Not that white label isn't real, but you know what I mean? Like notable brands. So it's not, you know, the quality can really vary just like at any other store and you can find good, useful stuff. Yes. I, I feel see. us both going <gasps> at the same I know. time. Well, I have two things. One, we didn't talk about spatulas, which I feel like are an essential yeah. tool under $50. Also, a Dutch oven. Oh, can you get a Dutch oven under $50? I don't think you can. I feel like, again, at like one of those TJ Maxx type places, you could. If you can, you need to grab that. Yes. Yes. 100%. So useful. Round or oval works. I like a 10 quart as an all-purpose. I think that's my favorite all-purpose. Or maybe it's the eight. Yeah, I think an eight quart is more standard. I'll cook pasta in it. It's big enough to make a batch of soup for the family with a little leftovers. It's not like a huge vat. It's not like a stock pot size. Um, I just find it very useful. Um, An enamel-coated stainless steel or cast iron works well. Yes. Can I move on? I have something I really want to say. Yes, please do. (laughs) Okay. Love a colander. Obviously, you need a colander. But let me tell you that more and more, I go for my mesh stainless steel strainers. And you can buy a set of three for under $15. And even the little one is like my favorite thing. It's just they're dishwasher safe. They're really easy. I like the ones that are stainless, like, you know, tip to stem, like the whole thing. Um, So you can pop it in the dishwasher if you need to. And everything from straining a can of beans to, I don't know, like everything, draining pasta in the bigger one, straining tea leaves in the little tiny one. But for $15, you get three of them, varying sizes, and I love them. I have like a weird little specialty tool that I love for this task, which I'll share a, a little bit later, but I do like the mini strainer for powdered sugar or cocoa. Like if you're going to dust yes, it over yes, the top of a totally. cake or pancakes or French toast or whatever, that tiny strainer is perfect for that. So you don't need the specialty tool that I'm going to mention, but it's one that sparks joy. Okay. 
is that all of our like essentials? I feel like we should take a break. Speaking of essentials and hear from our sponsors this week. If ever there's been a time for us to write a permission slip for all busy parents to go easy on themselves, it's right now. Hear, hear. And one of our favorite ways to save time, money, and sanity is by doing our shopping online at thrivemarket.com or even better, using the Thrive Market app. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that offers organic and non-GMO food, non-toxic home products, clean beauty, ethical meat, and sustainable seafood at 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. Seriously, members save an average of $32 per order. Also, in a time when we're opting for convenience more than we might otherwise, it feels good to know that our groceries are sent with carbon-neutral shipping from zero-waste warehouses. Offsets for the win! Woo! Thrive Market also offers a one-for-one membership matching program where every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low-income family. All that. And did we mention affordable clean wine delivered to your door? (laughs) (laughs) Go to thrivemarket.com backslash didn't I just feed you to give Thrive Market a try. You can choose from a one or 12-month membership option and choose a free gift with up to a $22 value when you join today. And don't forget, Thrive Market membership is risk-free. You can cancel within 30 days and get a full refund. So go now, thrivemarket.com backslash didn't I just feed you. Fall is always a frenetic time of year, and this fall is unlike any other we've experienced. As we navigate our new normal, we're looking for tools to help make life easier. When it comes to cooking, we believe that meal planning is the absolute best way to make life in the kitchen easier. So we're thrilled to partner with CookSmarts, the number one rated meal planning service according to lifehacker.com. Every week, CookSmarts creates a customizable meal plan with tried and true family-friendly recipes that can be made as is, gluten-free, vegetarian, or paleo. We're talking meals that are simple without being boring and adaptable for any diet. If everything on the menu sounds good, you're ready to shop and prep. Otherwise, you can swap a recipe from any other in their huge database. Once you finalize the week's menu, CookSmarts will generate an editable shopping list. CookSmarts doesn't just make planning easy, it makes cooking easy too, with clearly written recipes, an optional weekend prep feature, and videos that help demystify any tricky techniques or technical terms. CookSmarts even provides nutrition info, including a breakdown of where all the macros come from in each recipe. How cool is that? You can subscribe to CookSmarts monthly or save 50% with an annual subscription. And of course, they make it easy for you to cancel with one click anytime you want. Go to CookSmarts.com to learn more and sign up today. And be sure to use the coupon code D-I-J-F-Y for 20% off. That's D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Okay, so Megan, we did our essentials. I feel like like this episode should be called, (laughs) wait, what else? (laughs) Like, what else? What else? Okay, okay. But speaking of what else, I want to talk a little bit about those tools that are very affordable. They might be a little extra, but they spark joy. Like they're not necessarily essential or necessary for every cook in every kitchen, but they're finds that we love, we use and want to share with everybody. Okay. I love this so much. You know that a lot of mine are going to lean baking centric. I 
I almost feel like we should have mentioned this in the essential section, but a kitchen scale is like something that's really nice to have, whether you're a baker or not. I was going to ask you if that was on your essential list. Yeah. Can I go off on like a small tangent? Yes, please. That at one point in time in the last two years, I had a really weird DM conversation with someone who is an anti-diet advocate who like also preaches intuitive eating about how like the marketing for scales is really weird because it's like measuring fruits and vegetables on the cover of them. And I was trying to make the argument that like you can have a scale that's like for baking, but also very practical very practical for cooking too especially if you're a beginner cook and like a recipe calls for a pound of carrots and you don't really know what a pound of carrot looks like carrots looks like yet a scale a kitchen scale is not it's not a diet culture tool it is a tool for bakers and the rest of the world uses kitchen scales in a way that's so much smarter than how we measure in cups and volume in the U.S. And so especially like if you love Jamie Oliver or you want to cook recipes from Great British Bake Off, you're going to need a kitchen scale. Totally. And the OXO one I love, I think, comes close to $50, but there are also really great scales that do not even cost $25. Okay, so this is so interesting. I'm glad you brought this up because I don't, the diet culture thing never occurred to me, but I had a kitchen scale. I got rid of it because I never used it. Got it again for quarantine because I thought I was going to bake sourdough. FYI, listen to that episode and then make fun of me because I never <laughs> made bread. And I had to, I went away for four weeks and came home and my starters, oh my God, we need a follow-up conversation on that. Yes. They were nasty. I just was like, dump it all. It's over. And everybody had a real good laugh at mom. No. Anyway. Yeah, they were, they were disgusting, Megan. Something went wrong. They okay. Were bla- okay. The liquid was like black. It's the hooch, man. It happens. As long as there was no mold, it might have been okay. Oh, well. We're going anyway. to have to do a follow-up. Yes. Sure. Okay. okay. Anyway, but I I have kept my kitchen scale out because I just became reinterested in it as a tool. And I haven't really done anything with it yet, but you make such a great point that the rest of the world doesn't measure the way we do. And as a recipe developer, <laughs> that can be really, really frustrating because you know that with certain things like chop carrots into small bits or chop versus mince. Like if someone doesn't know or someone interprets your writing differently and they're packing it into a cup and that's how they're measuring it. Oh, the worst is trying to give people measurements for whole herbs, like loosely packed cup of basil leaves. Like WTF is that? Like there can be such a huge variance in what, how people interpret that. I mean, there is even... For myself from recipe to recipe. <laughs> so a scale is really great if you're a beginner cook or if you're an insecure cook. Like it's a great way to kind of, you know, figure it out and find your way and start to associate how to eyeball certain amounts. And if you want to use recipes that like you use a recipe and use fewer dishes, having a scale is a shortcut to that because you can take a baking recipe and figure out what the measurements are in weights and then just weigh everything into one bowl. You don't have to have all these little separate tiny bowls or same thing like a slow cooker, an instant pot. 
recipe, you can figure out the, the weight measurements and just pile everything in. So I love a kitchen scale and I'm so happy you're keeping yours out now. Okay. So that kind of bridges essential and sparks joy, depending yes. on the kitchen. Uh, I'm going to throw mini chop. I just got one over quarantine because I have a really old, but still working. So keeping it big food processor and I was cooking so much in quarantine that I kept like bringing it up and putting it back down, bringing it up and putting it back down. And someone was like, why don't you just get a mini chop? And it's awesome. I've done that with my blender. I have like a little cheapy $15 smoothie blender that I just use for myself every morning instead of having to haul out my big high powered blender. And I, it's, I love it. Yes. So great. Okay. We both talked about the cherry pitter before this episode, before we I hit know. record. A cherry pitter, olive pitter. It's a really fun tool. My kids are into using it. So when yep. you buy cherries, they're happy to help. I recently used it to pit these little sugar plums, or sometimes they're called cherry, cherry plums. They're like really teeny tiny, but they have a pit. And I made jam. That sounds so esoteric. <laughs> but like <laughs> having a cherry or an olive pitter is a really useful tool. Even if you only use it once or twice a year, you'll be glad yeah. you have it. Totally. Love mine. I'm going to go with milk frother. Oh, but your milk frother is not under $50. No, but you can get one under $50 easy. That's because Mike got put in charge of replacing the milk frother. I know, but it is the best milk Uh, frother. uh, That's his Wu-Tang. He gets, he does research. It (laughs) takes weeks. What's the best one? He cross-references price for value and blah, blah, blah. I, you can get a milk frother that works beautifully for yes. way cheaper. Yes. Okay. My little tiny sparks joy and is so silly is a dusting wand. This is a tool yeah. that OXO makes. <laughs> I mentioned that, like when I was saying the tiny strainer is great for this tool, but like I dust apparently a lot of powdered sugar and cocoa powder and cinnamon and stuff like that. So the dusting wand is this little tool that has like a twisty round ball, almost like a tea strainer, but one side has holes and the other side doesn't. So you like scoop the powdered sugar with it, twist it closed with the perforated side and turn it over. And it makes the most beautiful dusting of powdered sugar and or cinnamon or cocoa powder. And it just brings me so much joy. It's like a $10 tool. It is completely non-essential, but it's so great to have. I have one and totally love mine too. Oh, that feels so good. It, because you know that I am insecure about my cake decorating, right? Aww. And also like, I'm, don't, I'm not a huge fan of frosting. Like yeah. there's some frostings I love, but like I really am not a huge fan of buttercream. So I will love, I love a simple cake that's just dusted with powdered sugar or cinnamon. And it takes something that looks really simple and like wah wah and makes it look so pretty. Yes. And I it really that. is literally just shaking a stick over your stick. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. it. Okay. There is a really great thread in the listeners group where we asked everyone for their like favorite tools under $50. And I love that someone said, and this is truly Can how we judge I also everybody's? Feel. Can we go through their list and be I like, yeah, you're that might be a little mean spirited, but I love <laughs> someone was like, I hate my salad spinner, but it is one of my most essential tools. And I have to agree. I don't agree, but I totally get it. Wait, because you love your salad spinner or you just don't feel like a salad spinner is essential? 
oh, it's so annoying to get out and to clean. And ugh, I don't know. It just bugs me. It's like, it's, I don't know. I don't use it a lot. I, we eat a ton of spinach. So I have to admit that I buy a lot of pre-washed greens. If I'm at the market most of the year in New York City, and I'm just a general, like generic supermarket, like the greens that require me to hand wash them are not usually so much better than the pre-packaged, pre-washed greens. So it's really about the farmer's market months. And I would say that most of the greens from the farmer's market, I either cook, in which case I don't have to worry about drying them, which is what I think the salad spinner is best at, or just like a great kale salad. And this actually applies to the supermarket because I will often opt for bunches of kale over the prepackaged kale. But I don't know, kale feels really easy to deal with because it's so like hearty. I just like quickly, you know, wring my fingers over the rib so that the tender part of the leaf comes off, wash it, lay it out on a towel and then tap it with another dish towel. And I feel like it's good enough. I don't right, know. Are you ready? I get are it. Are you ready though. for this? I get it. I'm going to tell you something. I don't use my salad spinner very often for salad. And I still think it's essential. Okay. Ooh, why? What are you okay. using in there? I love to use it for soaking dry beans because then you can just lift the soaked beans out of it and leave the bean water, which some recipes, it's like good to have the bean water. It's kind of like pasta water in that it's like really starchy and good for thickening. Yeah. So that's a great way to use it. Also love it for shocking. If I'm like veg- yep. uh, blanching vegetables, I love to fill it with ice water, throw my vegetables in and then be able to lift them out really quickly. Um, same thing with like hard boiling eggs. It's a great like um, w- place to make an ice bath. Also, this is so weird and this is so on brand for me. You can make art in the salad spinner. That's like, hilarious. <laughs> you take a little round piece of paper or you can use coffee fil- a coffee filter and you let your kids like drip paint on it and then you put the salad spinner lid on and you spin it and it makes this really cool like spiral art that's super unique and makes like you can make cards using that technique. Um, so I love it for non- I love it. Okay. So just because we want to be really practical here, and we did say this isn't an essential one. I'm going to tell you that I use my fine mesh strainers for a lot of what you talked about using your salad spinner for. And then also my tongs, like shocking eggs or greens. Like I'll just grab a tongs and like go in there and scoop it out real quick. So I totally get it. I totally see it, but that's like a good place to show that sometimes you just got to be creative with what you got and what you like having and what you'll use in multiple ways. Also, that makes me think of a spider. Do you have a spider? I do have a spider. I love that for those kind of tasks, like lifting the green beans from the boiling water and into the ice bath, same thing, eggs. And a spider is really great if you ever want to venture into frying donuts or cannolis or whatever at home too. Love it. What else did people mention? People mentioned scale, spatula, milk frother, toaster oven. Can you get a toaster oven for under 50 bucks? I think you can. I do. 
Kind of like an air fryer, right? Like you can use an air fryer like a toaster oven and you yeah. can definitely find the smaller models under 50 bucks. I don't have a toaster oven, but I know you do. I do, but you know what? It just lives in um, our garage storage. It's more for recipe testing than anything else. Okay. Um, we, there was a time in our life when we had a bigger kitchen. Cry, it shed a tear for my favorite kitchen in Atlanta. <laughs> Where it lived out on the counter at, because we didn't have a microwave. Oh, yeah. And so we would use it for reheating. So I do. I love a, a toaster oven, but I don't know if I could call it essential. Ooh, an immersion blender. Okay, this is let's such a talk fun about one. Because that's one of those, like, again, you can find it at a TJ Maxx find. I got mine from one of those like white elephant Christmas gift exchanges and it was like the hot item that everyone was stealing and I think that's really funny. I love to use it for soups and for quick little sauces. It's um, just a great like you don't have to move stuff from the bowl that you're mixing it in or the pot that you're mixing in. Do you love an immersion blender? You know, it's funny because I every time I clean out my kitchen, I'm like, I can get rid of this because I have a Vitamix that I keep out on my counter because we yeah. use it so frequently. And like three times a year. I'm like, oh, thank goodness I didn't get rid of my immersion blender. And I grab it and I use it and I'm happy I have it. And then I'm like, meh. So I really do think that if I pared down and got rid of it, I'd be fine and I wouldn't think about it again. But I do have one. It was actually gifted to me by a brand, so I didn't spend money on it. And I'm, I wonder, I can't help but wonder if I'd have one if that wasn't the case. Like, I don't know that I would have yeah. spent money on it. Right, exactly. Um, That's why I'm, I mentioned that mine was like a white elephant little yeah, Christmas thing. Yeah, so it's interesting. But then I'm happy I have it. Our listeners are pro-immersion blender. They think it's really useful. And I get that because I do think that a high-powered blender, you know... I, in food media, I think we've come to think of that as the as like one of those things that people just have. Like an yeah, like IP. a stand mixer yes, even. Exactly. Where you know not everybody has one, but it's one of those tools that you assume a majority of cooks who are looking at food media have. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that that's the case. And like if you don't have one, then an immersion blender is really handy. Yeah. I don't have a Vitamix, just so everyone knows. <laughs> you just have like your smoothie blender and an immersion I have my blender? Smoothie blender. I, oh my gosh, I have too many blenders. Smoothie blender, <laughs> immersion blender. And then I have like an, a high powered blender, but it's not a Vitamix. It's not even like a super brand name. Okay. But it works but as a high power. It works. Yeah. It, it mostly works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Let's do two funny ones from the listeners group. Um, okay. Someone said that the slicer shredder attachment from their stand mixer saves them so much time. And I have so much to say about this. I just, what? (laughs) (laughs) I could get like behind a food processor shredder slicer. This is for your stand mixer. How does it save you time? I feel like A, my stand mixer is like underneath and behind a million things. I have to lug it out. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. And then it's like unscrew the plate because it's not and screw the other thing on. And I really like I'm flummoxed. But I guess if you have a kitchen where you can keep it out, you're using it all the time. And maybe you keep the attachment on, which to me, I'm thinking just makes it an even bulkier tool that takes up but even more. But maybe also you don't have a, a food processor. And so then it may it maybe makes sense. Yes, totally. Okay. So I do wish we could ask that follow-up question. Like, I get that this saves you time, but... but Please. <laughs> that there's another way. 
just save time for under fifty dollars. Oh, uh, we're gonna get called out. I on this. know. Whoever I'm it was sorry, and I'm pretty uh, sure that, that I know. And let me tell it's you, it's a you, super listener who we love and love engaging with. So we're gonna hear it. That's okay. It's okay, all love even here. Better, even better. One other funny one. Okay. Someone linked to an article on Kitchen where oh, yeah. you are an editor, mm-hmm. and they mentioned something called. The Vidalia Chop Wizard. And I was okay, like, what the heck I is can that? 100% guarantee that even if you don't know it by name, you have seen an infomercial for yeah. this tool. <laughs> it's like a mandolin <laughs> makes a grater. Like you're supposed to be able to put food on this little grate and then chop it, like push it down through the grate and it'll be chopped. Supposedly great for salsa and for onions and guacamole. I I don't get it. I don't write into the the tools vertical for kitchen, so I did not approve that message. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, just looking at the picture of it, we'll have to include it in the show notes. Makes me laugh because this yeah. is the kind of thing that if I saw the picture and someone was like, I'd be like, oh my God, who, yeah. someone who does who not know this? this. Yes, like this yeah. is not. But you said that it was written by someone at Kitchen who is a who's tool a tools expert. person. Yeah. Maybe we should see if we can get them to send us one so we can Yeah, can we it. get, can, let's get the inside track on that. Okay. All right. I think, I think we should do that. All right. Um, that's it. I mean, there's so much more that we could list. I think we could do a whole follow-up episode. I hope that everyone will hop into the listeners group um, to tell us what your favorite kitchen tool is. If you haven't already added to that thread, we'll start a new one. And also, like, I want to know if you guys disagree with us. I love that um, Stacey does not agree about the box grater, and I don't (laughs) agree about the microplane. So we might have a fight after this, but it'll be great. And hey, you guys, if you're subscribed to our newsletter, we send out two every week and one of them is a fun Friday find. So it's these kinds of things. Hey, maybe that's what we'll follow up about the Vidalia chopper oh, thing. Oh, I love it, <laughs> Is it really? We put it to the test. So make sure you are subscribed. You can find a link to subscribe on didn'tijustfeedyou.com or we also include a link in our bio on Instagram where we also hope you are following us. We are at didn't I just feed you there. And hey, if you didn't know already, we have a private listeners group where we talked about that thread that exists that we want to hear about your favorite um, tools that are under $50. When you try to join it, again, you'll be at Facebook, backslash and I just feed you, find the listeners group. It's going to ask you what our favorite cocktail is. And the answer is whiskey. Please don't add us. But if you disagree, go ahead and tell us your favorite cocktail. Um, and yeah, don't but we sip. need proof that you've listened all the way through, you guys. <laughs> Also, I feel like it's on our Instagram and all. so many places we're like, the answer is whiskey. The whiskey, answer, whiskey, 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 whiskey. It solves all of our problems. Um, it doesn't help you subscribe, though. So don't forget to do that wherever you're listening. <laughs> so you don't miss you an episode. And after you've had too many whiskey drinks, go ahead and leave us a voicemail on SpeakPipe. You can <laughs> click the link on our website to leave us a voicemail from your computer. That's it, guys. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Ando. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacey. And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. What is something you would never eat? I would never eat fish. I don't like fish.